You kept us in our families, Father. We made it into 2018. You deserve all the glory for that, Father. We lift that up unto you today, Father. You deserve it. Does anyone in here believe he deserves all the glory? Come on, has he been good to anyone in this building? Well, guess what, folks? You haven't seen anything yet, and his best is still yet to come. And so, Father, we lift you up today. We give you all the glory and honor that you deserve. Father, we know that when we give you the glory, Father, we're deflecting any glory that should come to us, Father. And we're shining it back onto the one that rightly deserves it. Everything that we have, everything that's good has come from you, Father. And so we give you the glory for it. We lift you up today and say that you are good and you are good all the time. And you haven't stopped blessing us, Father. You've only just begun. And so as we go forward in this service today, as we prepare our hearts, Father, for 21 days of pressing into your presence, Father, through prayer and fasting. Father, I pray that the word will inspire those today and encourage and convict, Father, to challenge themselves, to, to press into your presence, to, to hear your voice and know what your will is for their lives. And not one person, Father, will walk out of this building today the same way that they came in. Father, we give you the glory for good praise and worship today. It helped us enter into your presence. We know that where your presence is, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Holy Spirit, have your way today. Lead, guide, direct, instruct, reprove, rebuke, rebuke, announce, reveal, show yourself strong, and show us things to come. We'll give you all the glory for all the good that will come out of this service today. In Jesus' name, and everyone that agrees with that prayer, shout it. I said everyone who agrees with that prayer, shout it. Now go ahead and love on at least two or three people today and tell them God's grace is all over you. Excellent job. Excellent. Praise God. Man, there's a sweet spirit in this place today. Can I get you all to just kind of do us a favor? Is it, you think it's still? Yeah. All right, praise God. I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, praise God. Church, I want to challenge us as a family to consider praying and fasting for the next 21 days. How many of y'all have never prayed and fasted for 21 straight days? Raise your hands. Right, that's okay. All right, we're going to give you an opportunity. We're going to give you an opportunity that's easy for everyone. This month, we're setting aside time to seek God, to believe for His plan to be fulfilled in our lives, as well as the life of this church throughout all of 2018 and beyond. I believe the Spirit of God spoke to me for year five that we would see and experience grace upon grace. Anybody want to live that every single day? There are five key things that he said within that that we'll talk about all year long. But today, I want to look at some examples of prayer and fasting in the life of Jesus, the early church, and then Paul's life. Of course, there's teaching out there today that believes that with the grace dispensation that fasting is no longer needed 
a lot of different angles. And so how many know we need to look at the Scripture for ourselves and examine it for ourselves? And I think we'll all draw the same conclusions that, man, we need it as much today as we did yesterday. And so if you'd like to follow along the Version Bible app today, just go to the events section, click on link up, Linked Up Church. All the notes will be right there. Of course, I'm giving more. It's an outline. I'm giving more so you can take notes right along with those notes uh, and add to that outline for your own personal study, growth, and development. Let's look at point number one today. Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness. Now, there are some observations around this. We know in, in, in Matthew chapter 3, prior to Matthew chapter 4, we see him being baptized and the Spirit of God coming down from heaven like a dove lighting upon him. And so we see that something is transforming in his life. And then in this fourth chapter of Matthew, he's being led by the Spirit out into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. How I mean, you know you can be full of the Spirit of God and still get into temptation? Right? But it's being full of the Spirit of God that helps you deal with the temptation so that you come out victorious every single time. I mean, you don't want to deal with it without being full of the Spirit of God. And so let's look at Matthew's account, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to look at two accounts, Matthew's and Luke's account. Matthew said in verse 1, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, this is interesting. To be tempted by the devil. Anyone in here just ever had a season where it just seemed like he was just hitting you on every side? Right. We've all been there, and it's possible, folks, that we can be led into these situations, right, so that we can teach and show ourselves that we can beat him and defeat him anytime we want to. I mean, you don't know if you can beat a bully until you stand up to one and actually beat him. There are a couple of things I want to point out here. Jesus faced three major temptations during this 40 days in the desert. The enemy approached him and then tried to entice him through three temptations. I just want to kind of prepare us that while fasting, I mean, no, the enemy is not just going to let us have victory on top of victory on top of victory on top of victory without throwing something in there, right? And so if he did it to Jesus, how I many know he'll do it to us as well? All right, so there are three things. In verse 3, you'll notice it says here, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, the tempter is Satan, If you are the Son of God, then command that these stones become bread. So right away, Satan attempts to tempt Jesus where his legitimate needs are concerned. I mean, you know, the enemy will always try to get you to meet your needs outside of God's provision. Especially while you're fasting. But when you're full of the Spirit, you'll always have a word response. Jesus said to him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So how many know there's something greater than the natural food that we eat? And it is the Word of God. The second thing was his spiritual gifting. Drop down to verse 6. Notice what the tempter said to him in verse 6. He said to him, if you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So notice Satan is now trying to quote Scripture. How I many you know Satan will talk to you 
and twist the scripture. Am I the only one that's ever experienced that? Right? He'll do things like that. He'll try to talk to you, twist the scripture, but when you're full of the spirit, how I many know you'll have an accurate response for him? Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So Satan was trying to urge Jesus to use his giftedness for personal profit and personal gain. I mean, he's gotten pastors and leaders all through the centuries to use that pulpit for their personal gain and benefit. Right? All over the world. He's a master at saying, I'll take you up to the highest place if you'll just use that for my benefit and your benefit. Tempt staff people like that. People can be on staff. They have access to a lot of people. I mean, you don't ever want to use the church to build your business. I need a better amen than that. Let God build your business away from the church, but you don't want to use God's holy house to build something for your personal benefit. That's what he was trying to get Jesus to do. And then number three, look at verse 9 and 10. And he said to him, all these things will I give you if you'll fall down and worship me. How many of y'all know he wants your personal worship? He wants your personal worship. The third area was his personal worship. He tried to convince Jesus to get ahead by linking up with a power other than God. This is why music is important, folks. A lot of times we think we're just listening to the beat. Let me know there are words behind the beat. And it's causing us to worship whether we realize it or not. To give praise and to give worship to something. So we've got to be mindful of what we're putting in because it's causing us to respond in a way that could be worshiping something more than we worship God. So he wanted his personal worship. I'm glad he doesn't have anybody's here at Linked Up Church. We are a worshiping church that loves God. Let's just lift our hands right now. Go ahead and open up your mouth and just tell God that he is good and he is good all the time. Then drop down to verse 11. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So notice, when you go through a season of prayer and fasting the right way, the devil's got to leave you alone for a little while. How many of y'all are ready for a little rest from your enemy for a little while? Right? We won't take the time in this service, but in Matthew chapter 4, it says that he returned in the power of the Spirit. So not only will the devil leave you, but you know, you're going to come out of this with some supernatural power. Scripture said in, in Matthew 4, he returned in the power of the Spirit, but then it said, and then the enemy left him for a season to only return at a more opportune time. So I want to let you know, even though we'll get him off of us for a little while, only thing he's going to do is quite crouch behind a bush somewhere and wait for another opportunity to hit again. But if we stay full of the Spirit, just like we beat him this time, I mean, we're going to beat him every single other time, too. And so now we're going to talk about really heading towards a lifestyle. Folks, you can't just pray on Sundays. Because he attacks on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. A lot of times we're trying to get tanked up on Sunday to deal with the whole week. But I mean, those Sundays tank up is for Sunday. You better get up and fill up on Monday 
to deal with all the people on the job. Come on, somebody. Just everywhere that we go and live. Number two, Jesus taught his disciples about prayer and fasting. Jesus taught his disciples about prayer and fasting on that Sermon on the Mount. Go with me to Matthew chapter 6. Let's read verses 5 and 6. It says, and if you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Is that what it says? It says, and if you pray, right? What does that say? No, it says if. What does it say? When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. I surely, I say unto you, they have their reward. Well, what is their reward? Seen of men. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret or in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret or in private will reward you openly. So what the father is saying is, if you do this the right way, I mean, you don't have to tell people what you've done. I'm going to make it evident that you've been spending time with me, and I'm going to make it apparent to everyone that privately you've been before me. Drop down to verse 16. He says, moreover, when you fast, or if you fast. What did he say? Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. So how many know we don't need to go to work and say, oh, Lord, uh, and make no announcements, right? And, and, and don't take a, you know, don't get dressed, don't shower, just look all terrible that day because we're fasting, right? You don't need to say anything to anybody. He said, assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So a couple of things he's saying here. There's a place in our private prayer and fasting life that should be just between us and God. Thank God for social media. But I mean, you don't have to be on there telling everybody what God's telling you. Some of these private secret things need to stay in that place. Come on, somebody. And then let God show everybody what he's been talking to you about privately. Let him show them publicly. You don't have to say anything. So a couple of observations here. Jesus said when, not if. So he's assuming that his disciples would pray and fast. When done properly, a person should be rewarded by the Father. So you should expect to be rewarded by the Father if you do this right. Now, there are times when we're going to come together publicly. We'll talk about that in some of our Saturday prayer sessions, which we had a powerful time in prayer on yesterday. Our Sunday, we're going to turn Sunday services into prayer services. 
he's suggesting that fasting was like, he also talked about giving in here, was like prayer and it was like giving. It is an act of righteousness, watch this, done solely to please the Father. I mean, because the Father has made us righteous, I want to give. It's a response to my righteousness. Because the Father has made us righteous, right, I want to pray. It's a response. Because the Father has made us righteous, I want to fast. Folks, this is getting ready to be the best 21 days of your life. Listen to me. God's getting ready to show you some things spiritually that's getting ready to revolutionize your life. He's going to unlock some keys, answers. So I'm talking about things you've been seeking answers for for years. It's going to come easy to you because privately you're going to do things that are just between you and him. And when you come out, don't tell nobody this is what the Lord said to me in private. Leave that in that private place and let the Lord show the people what he said to you in private, openly. Somebody about to get an open blessing in here. I'm going to try this side of the room. I'm talking about it's getting ready to be so obvious to everyone in your world that the people around you will say only God could have done something like that for her. Let me try this middle section. I didn't like that section or that section too well. I'm talking about it's going to be so clear and evident to everyone watching. They're going to draw the conclusion only God could have done that for them. Number three, let's look at how Jesus answered the question as to why his disciples didn't fast. Now, this is one that I was actually challenged with. You know, people said to me, while the disciples were with Jesus, they never fasted. That's a true statement. But if you only read the part A of the text, how I many know you'll miss everything else he said about that? Go with me to uh, Luke chapter 5. Let's read verses 33 through 35. Luke chapter 5, 33 through 35. Listen to how he answered the question. They said to him, why do the disciples of John fast often? And make prayers. And likewise, those are the Pharisees. But yours, Jesus, they eat, drink, look, they just live normal lives. And he said to them, Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come, if you understand what he's saying, they don't need to fast because I'm with them. So anything that they would need to fast about is right here in their presence. Which I've got a nugget for that too after his death, burial, and resurrection. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. Days after his death, burial, and resurrection. Right? He's no longer with them physically. I mean, he's still with them in the spirit. So then clearly then fasting and prayer quiets us down enough to realize that he's still with us. Oh, you didn't catch that. Hear what he said? They didn't need to while he was with them. But when he leaves, they'll need to, to remind themselves that he's still with them. 
You are not alone. <laughs> There's nothing you're going through that he's not going through with you. Right? And because he's already won, you've already won. Now you've just got to quiet down enough to get the directions so that you can obey and walk into victory, listen to me, that he's already provided. And sometimes that requires turning off the TV, pushing the plate back. Come on, somebody. And saying, God, I want what you have for me more than I want this steak right now. And it'll be the greatest. Listen, the time you spend in the Word will taste far better than that steak ever would have. Number four, the combined or power of prayer and fasting. Go with me to Matthew. I don't know how I missed this one. Matthew chapter 17. The combined power of prayer and fasting. Do you know there are some things that, that, that hit us in life that our faith alone is not enough to deal with? Now, I know we think that with faith we can overcome all things. But sometimes it's faith and some other things. I don't know about you, I've been hit throughout the course of my life. And I'm like, Lord, if, 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 if you're just willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will. I've learned throughout the course of my life, there are times where faith just was not enough. And I needed more. Let me show you an example of this. Matthew chapter 17. Let's begin reading at verse 14. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. We're talking about seizures here. If you've ever seen people like this, it can just hit them at the most unopportune times. And if you're a parent in here, how you know that to whip, rip your heart out to see your son? And in this case, He'd get cast into the fire and into the water. So, of course, this father's heart is bleeding for his child. And he said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples. You should underline that. But they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless, which means disbelieving and perverse or corrupt generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. So what Jesus simply did was, folks, he spoke to it, took authority over it. It wasn't instantaneous, uh, but over the course of an hour, the child was fully healed. Folks, I'm talking about when you combine your, 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 your prayer or your faith with prayer and fasting, you can just about do anything. I'm getting ready to prove this to you. You ready for this? And it, it'll take, let's keep reading. So Jesus said to them, so they asked the question, why could we not cast them out? Is there any area of your life where you're saying, why is this still in my life? Anyone in here willing to be honest? 
Is there an area of any of our lives where we're saying, you know, I thought I had faith in it for this. I believe God for why is this still in my life? Anyone in here willing to be honest? Right? Here's some insight into that. L listen, to that. that's a legitimate question. To Jesus, wh why couldn't we cast him out? Jesus said to them, because of your disbelief, that's number one. For surely I say to you, if you have faith, so, so, so obviously then faith is important. But then he said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, which was the smallest of all seeds. So I really believe, he, he said, anyone can apply to this. If you just give your life to Christ today, you can apply this. Saying that you can start so small, but end up so big. Said if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, because we know the mustard seed grows into the largest of all herbs, but it starts as the smallest of all seeds. I really believe with all my heart this is what he's saying to us. If we'll just be sincere and start where we are, we can grow into something really big. He said, you would say to this mountain, every commentary that I read, and I believe this literally, because if you go over to the east, there are mountains everywhere, right? We've been there, Jerusalem. I, most commentary says he literally pointed to a mountain to show them that if they'll just start with little faith as a mustard seed, they can get to a place where they can speak to a mountain, tell it to move, and it'll obey them. How many of you know in the life of that father, that was a huge mountain, the fact that his son was an epileptic? That was a huge mountain. He clearly had been trying his whole life to get the young boy healed, right? Even so, he brought him to the disciples and said, what can you all do with him? He didn't give up there. He went a step further and went to Jesus. So the father had been trying his whole life. Folks, I'm telling you, I don't care how long you've been spinning your wheels. Your season is now. Man, listen, man, listen, listen to me. The season is now. You can, man, you can receive from God right now. Stop waiting on getting stuff together. Listen, if you, you'll never start then because you'll never be perfect. This bless me. Say, so you would say to the mountain, move from here to there. So you're telling it what to do, and it will move. Powerful words here, and nothing will be impossible for you. I want to challenge you during these 21 days to take what looks like it's impossible in your life, put it before the altar of God, develop your faith, your prayer, and your fasting time to a place where you can speak to it and really believe it, and I declare that it will be removed from your life. Folks, we've got one out in front of us. I don't even want to talk about it because it's not worth talking about. But I'll tell you this. We will march into 4331 Brownsville Road in July of August. No bout to doubt it. Anybody want to get in agreement with me? Listen to me, folks. I'm telling you, in the natural, there are things that just look impossible. 
But God is saying if you have faith just as a grain of mustard seed. You mean to tell me you guys are going to go from nothing just four years ago to something in year five and own it? Yes. Are you listening to me? Do you have something that looks impossible in your life? Come on, be honest. Do you have something that looks impossible in your life? Come on, lift your hand. I'm not the only one in here. Do you have something that looks impossible in your life? Look at this master key that, that Jesus gave him. Look what he told him. He said, however, in verse 21, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. I don't know if you even understand how deep that is. He literally told them, for that one, your faith won't be enough by itself. You're going to have to add to your faith prayer and fasting. How bad do you want it? So there are times when faith alone is not enough. And it's at these times we need to add to our faith prayer and fasting. This will help us accomplish things that are impossible in our lives when we look at it with our natural eyes. What becomes impossible with us becomes possible with God through using our faith and adding prayer and fasting to that. Every penny we need comes to us now. Now, this might shock you. You might say, well, Pastor, why are you adding to the bill? Because we serve a big God. We didn't put a real cafeteria in there. When they brought the number back, I said, put a commercial one in there. We got thousands of people we need to feed. They showed me the designs of the cafeteria, I mean, the, the cafe. I said, Malcolm, that don't look like Starbucks. And the people of God need to have a better experience than what Starbucks gives them. So we added to it. A commercial kitchen. And a better than Starbucks cafe. Well, where are you all going to get the money, Pastor? From heaven. Come on, somebody. Don't leave me out here by myself. That, that looks impossible. That looks impossible. But I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to press in for 21 days. And we're going to pull right out of heaven, right down here to the earth, every penny we need to finish it. Come on, I just need 10 people to get in agreement with me. Come on, can I just get 10 people in here? Come on and just say, God. You've already done it. Glory to God. I want you to get what looks impossible to you and put it on your prayer list for the next 21 days. And if you go in for 21 days with prayer and fasting, see if God don't break it to pass. Let's look at number five, prayer and fasting in the early church. Say, well, Pastor, why would you do that? You already had a number set. 
I just believe we serve a big God. And he wants the best for his children. And when you start dealing with those type of numbers, it's kind of like, you know, should I get the $200 suit or the $250 suit? I like the $250. What's, the, what's $50? You're dealing with those type of numbers. It's like, you know what, if he can do that, he can do that too. The other thing we started thinking about was if we had to circle back around and do that, all the construction would be at the front of the building, which means it would hinder our ability to meet the needs of the people for a season. So while they're already in there tearing stuff up, in the natural, folks, that's impossible. But with God, Y'all ain't ready for that. I'm talking about if he needed to send a St. Bernard, sneak in through that side door with a barrel under his neck, run up on this stage, roo, 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 drop the barrel, run out the building. Folks, it doesn't matter how he does it. I just know it will get done. Can, can we just go ahead and thank him for it in advance? Come on, let's thank him for it in advance. Glory to God. Get your impossible situation and write it down. It could be your marriage. It could be children that you're believing for. It could be your business. It could be a job. It could be just to get married. I don't know what it is that looks impossible to you, but it's possible with God. Let's look at the church at Antioch. Prayer and fasting in the early church. Let's go through these quickly. Acts chapter 13. Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who is called Niger, which means black, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So we see in this church there's multiple people. And it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The word ministered means to serve, to worship. Come on, it also could include prayer. So they're in a time of worship. They're serving the Lord. They're in a time of prayer and fasting. And then watch this. Then the Holy Spirit said. I mean, the Holy Spirit will speak to you during times of prayer and fasting. Why? Because you've quieted down your flesh enough to be able to hear from it. The Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. So you notice how both are running together, fasting and praying. So some observations here. They were fasting as a group while ministering to the Lord. They fasted and prayed in preparation to sending out Barnabas and Saul. How many of you think it's a good thing for leadership to get together and spend some time in prayer and fasting before you just send people out? I think a whole lot of churches would do a lot better if we just didn't send people out, right? We spend enough time to hear from God, then we send them out, right, led by the Holy Spirit. I just don't believe, folks, that if God sent all these people out, if God sent them out, they should be successful. Tank and I, we were riding in today. We counted almost eight churches on top of each other in a half a mile stretch. You think God called all eight of them to be right there together? Let's look at the churches at Galatia. Go with me to Acts chapter 14. Let's read verses 21 through 23. It says here, and when they had preached to that city 
and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Watch this again. So when they had appointed elders in every church, not just in a few, but in every church, and prayed with what? They commended or appointed or approved them to the Lord in whom they believed. So clearly, folks, now we see times of corporate prayer and fasting. So there's a portion of this fast that needs to be just between you and God. And it's private. There's a portion of your prayer time that just needs to be between you and God. And it's private. And listen, don't tell anybody about it. Are you all listening? Right? Then there's corporate prayer times like Saturday morning and Sunday where we all come together and we spend time in prayer and fasting corporately. Okay? And we're going to do all of that for 21 days. I'm excited. I'm excited. I love this time of the year. I get to tell my flesh to shut up. I mean, you know, some good health benefits come out of this, too. Just to encourage somebody here, I haven't had meat since July 3rd. Just had my physical December 20th, 21st, somewhere in there. And just got the results back. Uh, doctor called me in. I mean, you know, sometimes I can be a little nervous when a doctor calls you in and want to go over your results. Uh, and so, you know, the, the enemy would get on your, your ear, you know, like, oh, Lord, what is he, you know, what's going on? It really wasn't anything. It was really the best uh, results that I've had in 20 years. All my numbers were just excellent. I had one number that was, um, you know, I could work on it, but it wasn't outside of the range, and it was my sugar. So the doc was saying, you can cut back on them Twinkies and cookies and <laughs> potato chips. I mean, we can all cut back on them chips and cupcakes and all that stuff we eat, right? And, and then he shared with me some, just some other things, just for my own personal benefit of, a colonoscopy at the age of 50 is, is the right thing to do. He said, I advise that you go do that. Gave me a series of three things at my age uh, that I, he recommended that I go do. Of course, I signed up for him immediately. How many of y'all know that's not a lack of faith? It's okay to let the doctors confirm what you already believe. Right? Just some observations from that. I had skin tags growing on my face. Without eating meat, all of them went away on their own. So it's probably something in that, the hormones and toxins and all of that stuff that causes our body to, to react adversely to that. I can't prove that. That's just the only thing that I stopped doing. Amen. Cholesterol was perfect. Everything. Amen. What am I saying to you? This 21 days might even kickstart a healthier you. Acts 21, and when they had preached the gospel, they went to Iconium, Lystra, and Antioch. Verse 20, they strengthened the souls. They continued in the faith. They said, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church, they prayed with fasting, and they appointed and approved them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So again, we see prayer and fasting as a group or corporately here. Let's look at Paul fasting during his ministry. Let's just look at one of these. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And let's begin reading at verse 22. 
Paul here in his defense talking to a group who had been boasting. They were actually false prophets who were boasting about all that they had accomplished and done. And Paul in his defense, he wants to kind of get into it a little bit here. And he says in verse 22, are they Hebrews? So am I. He says, are they Israelites? So am I. He says, are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? He said, I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. I don't know about you, but I don't want the anointness on Paul's life. <laughs> Let me stick with, with the two that God leads me, David and Joseph. Don't lead me into this Paul anointing. Paul got roughed up, didn't he? Listen to this. From the Jews, five times received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils with my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea. In perils among false brethren, in weariness, in toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst. And then watch this, in fasting. You all see that? So then clearly he's giving us some insight here then. Fasting helped get him through these things. Often in cold and nakedness. Now don't none of y'all fast naked in here. <laughs> I'm fasting from clothes. <laughs> Besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. So Paul used fasting to help see him through all these different challenges. Let's close with this one. Prayer and fasting while married. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Prayer and fasting while married. We just want to give some practical wisdom here that we've learned over the years. You know, if you're married and your spouse is not as excited about God as you are, you cannot force them through your 21 days. Read verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 5. They may not be there yet. So if they don't want to be as committed or dedicated as you are, it's not a big deal. You just do your part and love them the same way you've always loved them the whole 21 days. Just because you're not eating, that doesn't mean you cannot cook for your spouse. You'd be surprised why we got to say all of these things. Can I say we are not having sex and the spouse didn't agree with that? I'm fasting for 21 days. Can't make that decision independent from your spouse. <laughs> you need to fast and work out. <laughs> if that's what's required from the spouse. 
This is what encourages the spouse to say, man, fasting has even made you better. You cooking? You cl do more than what you used to do while you're fasting if the spouse is not with you. Are you all listening? Right? 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5 says, Do not deprive one another. Let all the merry folks say amen. amen. Do not deprive one another. And all the merry folks said. So we're not putting that on the table. I told my wife, the Lord ain't dealing with me about that one. <laughs> now, he is dealing with me about food and some other things. But he ain't said nothing to me about that one right there. I don't even know if I'm open to it. You all stretch your hands up here and pray for me right now. I don't even know if I'm open to that one. So do not deprive one another except with consent, right, agreement for a time. Why? That you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and then come back together again. If the fast ends at 12 midnight, 12.01, or at least wake up in the morning. You know it's been 21 days. <laughs> Let Satan tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Something I want to pull out here. Uh, my wife and I, we had a good discussion on it last night. Anytime it's marriage, I always run it by my wife. So if you notice what he threw in here, I mean, you can have a good marriage, but a good marriage can go from good to great. So he said here that the two, right, can for a season spend time in prayer and fasting. Everywhere we've read, prayer and fasting does you good. So if it does you good, it can do your marriage good. Where the two people can set aside some time, watch this, instead of looking at what's wrong with the other person, God can show you you. Right? And the two of us come back together to talk about what God showed us about us and how we can be better ourselves in the marriage and the marriage can get better. Could be the other side of that too. Maybe the marriage is rough. I mean, that's a good thing to do to say, let's set aside some time to get before God and pray about what we can do individually different in this marriage. I mean, oh, God will show you. Because it's usually you. Now, he didn't say that you couldn't still do that and just fast and pray. He just said, if you did it, make sure that you agreed. We need to say all those things. Right? My wife and I, we're not doing the same fast. We're not doing the exact same thing. So there are times we cannot be together because our fasts are different, the food portions and prayer portions of it. I told you he ain't dealt with me about that one yet. Matter of fact, where's she at? I think I want to start to fast off that way tomorrow.
since I'm not eating no food. Might as well enjoy my wife, glory to God. So listen to this now. I'm making light of it, but how I many know a lot of couples during this time can be a very, can be real tense in the home, right? So remember, if God deals with you about something, it should not alter your spouse's life. I want to challenge you. It actually should enhance your spouse's life. Is everybody listening? Listen very carefully. We'll close. The only time a husband and wife may deprive one another is when it's done by consent so that they can devote themselves to fasting and prayer for a specific period of time. We know this period of time ordained here is 21 days. So in conclusion, or as a summary, here's what we've seen in this study. The Lord fasted in his time of temptation. So fasting, prayer is a good time to really deal with the temptations and things that we need to get rid of in our lives. He taught his disciples about prayer and fasting, about doing it privately. When you do it privately, there's an open reward from your father. He foretold of a time when his disciples would need to fast because he'd no longer be with them. So obviously then fasting and prayer reminds us that he's still with us through the person of the Holy Spirit. There are times when combining prayer and fasting along with your faith is more effective than just your faith alone. And then also we learned that the early church fasted in prayer and their service to the Lord. Paul regarded fasting as a mark of his ministry and maturity in his ministry. And then prayer and fasting often can go hand in hand and can be utilized in marriage whenever there's a strong desire for God's blessing or his guidance. That's some good motivational things for me. All right, so now, what I want to do before we uh, pray and get anyone's heart right, let me show you all what we're doing. Can we put that up on the screen? Put that information up on the screen. How many of y'all believe prayer and fasting is the will of God? All right. How many of y'all have something impossible you're going to put on, that, on the docket for 21 days? All right. I want to join my faith with yours right now. You will see that come to pass in Jesus' name. Now, why fast? We're encouraging our church family to consider fasting corporately. Watch this now. For 21 days in the month of January, this is a part of a season of high-intensity prayer as a church family. You may also opt to fast at other times during the year for your own spiritual development. The timing of your fast is not as important as the strength of your pursuit of him as you fast. I want to say to that point don't just make this about not eating. That's a diet if you're not praying. The prayer portion is more important than the food portion. You can bind the two of them together and you get something special. The prayer is the most important. During the month of January, we will set aside a season of prayer and fasting to seek God and believe him for his plan to be fulfilled in our lives as well as the life of our church throughout 2018. We believe as we do, the bands of wickedness will be loose. We will undo heavy burdens. The oppressed will be set free. We will break every yoke. We would love for you to join us as we corporately pray together for our nation, its leaders, our families, our church, the lost. We believe there is something very powerful that takes place when we all come into agreement in the spirit of unity and faith. It is there that God releases his dynamic power in our lives. Next screen. All right, here's the guidelines. We will start officially on tomorrow. 
So we're asking you to pray or asking you to fast a minimum of six hours a day for the entire duration of the 21-day fast. During this six-hour block of time, we are asking you to commit one hour of prayer. So really, the watches are between 6 a.m., 12 p.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m., 6 p.m., 12 a.m., 12 a.m., 6 a.m. During that six-hour period, it can be 20 minutes each hour, however you decide to do it, but we're asking that you get at least one hour of prayer time in. How many of y'all say, I can do that? That's over a six-hour period, at least one hour of prayer. I didn't get both. I had to ask for amen on that. Can you all do that? It's not asking too much, is it? All right, all right. Depending on your schedule, please, please choose a time that works best for you. Only drinking liquids during this time, water and juice, 6 a.m. to 12 p.m., 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., those are the, the times. Now, 12 a.m. to 6 a.m., only if you work nights. You cannot pick that time and you're asleep. You'd be surprised. I'm going to choose between 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. And you're asleep. All right? So people ask me every year, Pastor, what are you doing? Okay? People want to follow that, match that. I'm only eating between 12 p.m. and 6 p.m., one meal a day. The first three days will be an absolute fast, so it's all liquids the first three days. From 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., one meal a day for the, the remainder of the fast for anyone who just wants to. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's the last time I'll say People always inbox me. I'm just saying it up front so I don't have to answer those questions later, okay? All right, that's my portion of it. You be led however God leads you. Next screen. All right, we have a daily prayer schedule here. You don't have to follow this. It's just a guideline. Mondays, we're going to pray for natural authority. Next screen, Tuesdays, we're going to pray for spiritual authority. You see all of just the recommendations there. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to supplicate for the saints. That's us, just general points that you can pray for them. Thursday, we're going to intercede for the lost, right? We want to make sure that we win souls this year. And then on uh, Friday, we're going to pray for our dream team in small groups. We're going to pray God send us the right people. On Saturday, the current vision of the church is to connect people to God, family, purpose, and community. And then on uh, Sundays, or right there, the community, different on Saturdays as well, additional information there. And then on Sundays, is it up there? Or we ended on Saturday. Okay, so it's just a guideline. There'll be a prayer journal out there in the back. Uh, how many of y'all want to commit to this next 21 days? All right, so we've got a couple of ways. That's most of the people in the room. We've got a couple of ways. You can fill out this card physically right in the back at our hotspot table. Is that where the cards are located? Uh, at the hotspot table or just in the lobby, period. So they're out there in the lobby, period. You can go online to our website, fill out the commitment card right there on the website. And then there's another way that they have up there, which is a barcode. If you have an iPhone, you can uh, take a picture of that barcode and it'll upload it right to your phone. You can do that right now in the service, only if you have an iPhone. Everybody else need to come up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
Uh, but you can, right in this service, take a picture of that, and it'll pull it right up on your phone if you have an iPhone. Minister Vince will talk more about that later. All right, and then with that, you're going to get your prayer journal, uh, and then you're going to get a prayer 20 or pray first wristlet, which should remind you I'll be wearing it all the entire 21 days. So you'll get a Connect 21 personal prayer guide and then a Connect 21 or pray first wristlet that just reminds you of what your commitment is to God during that 21 days, okay? You can pick these packets up before you leave the building on today. Uh, and again, you can also do it online. All of this information will be online as well. Am I missing anything there, Minister Vince, on those areas? Okay. Just going to put one more thing. All right. And then on Saturday, we have Saturday morning prayer. Uh, we had a powerful time just to get our hearts ready on yesterday for the fast. And so we want to invite you out every Saturday at our office location, January the 13th, 20th, and the 27th. We have the communion elements out at the end of that service. Uh, if you wanted to partake of that on your own, just between you and God, you're welcome to do that. We have Dr. Bill Winston coming on January the 19th at 7 p.m. How many know Dr. Winston is a real blessing? Amen. All right. So I want to ask you all to do me a favor, okay? If, if you can only go to one service that weekend, come on Friday night. Don't come on Sunday morning. If you can only go to one service on that weekend, come on Friday night, okay? Of course, if you can do both, then do both. But if you can only do one service that weekend, come on Friday night. Dr. Winston has done something for our church. We had hit this little, you know how you hit a little roadblock and... Um, we called Dr. Winston, and we called his people, and then they gave us a recommendation. When we called the people, the people told us Dr. Winston has already called us and, 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 and basically co-signed for you. Did I say that the right way? Dr. Winston, what did he do? He put in a good word for us. That's probably a better way to say that. Yeah, of course we had to be established and do our part, but it was something about when he called that it just moved along a lot quicker. Put in a real good word for us. Thank God for Dr. Bill Winston. You know, we've only been established four years, and so everyone's not taking us serious. So sometimes you need your big brother or your uncle say no they're good we believe in them it's kind of what he did for us Friday January the 19th let's fill this place up thank God that you all honor me one of the greatest ways you can honor me when we can get a gift like this in let's fill this place up okay he's agreed to come to us every year we want to treat this right let's fill this place up can you all help us do that Bill Winston, Dr. Bill Winston, is that all the announcements? Let's all stand to our feet. Did you all get anything out of this today? 21 days of prayer and fasting. Let's lift our hands to the Father. I just want to pray over every heart, every life today as we embark on this journey. For the next 21 days, let's lift our hands to the Father. Father, I pray for every heart in this room today. That what they submit before you, Father, your Holy Spirit will help them fulfill it. And I come against Satan in every attack that he would try to put against them and their families to stop 
their pursuit of you over the next 21 days from coming to pass. We say that he is a defeated foe. We rebuke him right now. Take authority and cast him out of every endeavor of their lives. And Father, my prayer is that they will fulfill their commitment and won't miss one day of it, Father. And Father, you'll be so glorified. Father, it'll be powerful times of refreshing. People will get healed, delivered, set free, made whole. Financial blessings will happen. Father, we want to see miracles over these next 21 days. We want to see you do the impossible in our lives. And Father, we set our faith for it and we add prayer and fasting to it in Jesus' name. And so now, Father, while they're in this attitude of prayer today, if you're in this room today, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You want to make him the Lord of your life. I want to pray with and for you today. What a great way to start this new year. What a great way to start this fast by giving your life to him. You remember what he said there. All you need is faith as a grain of mustard seed. That's a small seed. Just start where you are and watch God grow you into something big. So if you want to give your life to Christ, I want to pray with you today. Secondarily, if you're already saved and you've gotten away from Christ and you want to come back to him today, say, Pastor, I've just got, I got away from God and I want to rededicate. I want to come back to him. I need to repent from some things. That's you. I want to pray with and for you. Thirdly, if you've never been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. Bible evidence of praying in other tongues. Probably 80 to 90% of my time over the next 21 days will be prayed in other tongues. If you want to learn more about that gift today, we want to minister that to you. It's as easy as asking and receiving. We'll pray for you. You'll walk out of here with it today. And finally, if you don't have a church home and you believe that God has led you to Linked Up Church, we'll be happy to receive you. My wife and I, the staff, will pray for you every single day of our lives. And every time you come in this building, we'll make sure that you hear the Word of God and the Word of God only. So now while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking, unless you've been assigned to do so. If you want to give your life to Christ, I want to pray for you. If you want to come back to Christ, I want to pray for you. If you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, I want to pray with you. If you want to learn how to speak and pray in other tongues, if you want to be joined, linked up church.